Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. This week, we're starting a short trend. We're going to be doing a few episodes that cover the Bouge DC Dance Festival for the seventh edition, the January 2016, for 10 days here at Mainline Theatre. We will be celebrating dance in, in plenty of different forms. Um, we'll get into the details a little bit later on, but it's a, it's a lot of amazing choreographers coming together to show their work. Um, some workshops that are accessible to absolutely anyone who's curious. There's a, like a film dance night called Cinedance. There is so much happening and uh, it's all on bougedc.com. The programming is there in full so you can uh, schedule your January. We are going to be focusing on uh, one artist in particular today who is presenting work at the festival and kind of broadly about, uh, about her career and work in general. So I'm, I'm sitting here with Liliane Moussa. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. And Liliane, we're very excited to have you as a part of the festival this year. You've participated in, in Common Space, L'Espace Commun, the showcase uh, that is the, the primary um, piece of Bouge DC that's been in existence since the beginning with its short works, 10 minutes in length or less. Um, this year we have a showcase of Common Space with 10 different pieces, 12 choreographers. So there's two co-creations and it's madness. There's going to be like 30 people on stage. Um, but anyway, that was in the past. And uh, this year we're launching a new project uh, that you're going to be showing your work at, which is more long form. And you're going to be opening our festival this year along with Catherine Lafleur and her work Fuck It, which is going to be the, the first half of our double bill. And you're going to be presenting the second half with Final au Sol. That's it. That's it. Um, so let's talk about uh, yourself as an artist and your parcours. You studied dance at uh, UCAM in, yes. uh, in performance and creation. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, in creation. Creation. Wicked. And then what year was it that you presented work at uh, Bouge DC? In 2012. Okay, great. And that's when we got to meet you. Yes. Perfect. Now, uh, since then, you've been a busy bee. Uh, this Final au Sol work that you're going to be presenting this year was actually presented at the Fringe Festival this past year. Yeah, and this, this was a, um, a newer format of project for you, a longer format. Uh, can you tell us a bit about uh, this embarkment on this project for you, this 45-minute work with uh, four soloists? Uh, yeah. So um, that project called Final au Sol is my last creation. Uh, it's a piece I wanted to do uh, inspired by my past as a gymnast. Uh, sports is always uh, a subject that inspires me and like uh, is 
I'm like I have a lot of reflection on sports in general. I think it's it's a nice way to see how like human beings are. We see a lot of like human behaviors in sports that are kind of enhanced because of the stress. Because of like also it's so popular, so we we have excess of it's like really accessible. Like all the images we can see. So. I, Anyways, it's something that inspires me in my dance creation, and I wanted to do something uh, in regards with my past as a gymnast. So all the souvenirs I had were brought back, and I just I decided to do like a solo form because well, gymnastics is kind of an individual sport, and it's competitive too. So uh, it, and there's also it's judged. So that was kind of the basic uh, thing I wanted to bring. And then afterwards, uh, yeah, so then I got inspired by the four uh, dancers' personality a little bit to get, like, characters, kind of. Like, it's like four different uh, personalities on stage. And uh, they kind of all... Um, it's different aspects of sports, what is beautiful about it, but also what is not as beautiful or sometimes kind of threatening in the sports uh, community or just like the sports world in general so yeah and this this may sound familiar we did uh get a chance to talk with Liliane during the fringe festival we had a quick uh french interview with you about the work um so it's nice to be able to revisit this uh in in a little bit more detail Um, and, and also, since I've seen the work, which is great, and I, I see very clearly uh, what you're talking about, the different personalities of the different performers, the, the, the four uh, women who are dancing are doing very physical work, it's, it's um, very technical, and they each have themes in their work that are very strong, and very clear individual um, cameos of, of, of work, yeah. Now, can we talk about uh, the effect that this has on your audience? Kind of, uh, we had the chance to discuss that a little bit and how not only are you showing this on stage, but you're also um, creating that atmosphere for the audience of that competitiveness and kind of the feedback that you ended up getting back after the fringe where people were a little bit more judgmental of the work because yeah. of this format. Yeah, well, in the creation, pro what is important for me in that piece is that there is a, a stress uh, that dancers feel. And I wanted, like, uh, after the fringe, I wanted to be a bit more clear about the relationship with the audience. Uh, when there is, like, an audience seeing, like, a hockey game or anything that is a sport event, uh, the fans get really emotional about it and very stressed as they watch the game and everything. So I wanted to have to make the audience feel that a little bit more. And I think it's by just increasing the stress that the dancers feel on stage that we can actually feel a bit more stressed ourselves watching the show. Uh, yeah, so I reworked the piece for that to happen. So the the order of the solo Uh, is going to be picked at the beginning of the show, so the girls are, are on stage, and then they're going to pick the order, yeah, the order they're going to pass and, and do execute their solo. Uh, so that is very stressful for them. And actually, like in all the creation process, there was kind of a stress um, environment that I didn't really choose, but it was 
there all the time because I worked a lot with uh, individually with all the dancers and then we uh, had to meet uh, everyone in, st in the studio we were like meeting each other and then uh, they had to present their work and what they did uh, with me uh, alone in the studio and they were really stressed just to present that and just seeing what the girl what the other girls did even if it's their friends and they, they like that they like each other very much but it was just like oh is her solo better am I gonna do my solo like uh, is it gonna be good enough is it gonna be as good as the other one is the people are gonna find that the other one is better than mine and my like so that all this is like passing through their heads without me like imposing it it was just like there so I wanted to push that a bit uh, further and uh, what was great also about the fringe is when we were getting out of the the theater at the end of the show like what we were hearing the most is like, oh, my favorite solo was this, my favorite, this one was really the best, or I didn't really like that one, but the other one was better. So I think that just like doing four different parts in the piece is actually putting the audience just in a judgmental state of mind. And we can't really go out of this just because of the structure of the piece. You have this background in, in gymnastics, and, yeah. and this is the, the kind of competitive field that you're you're being inspired by for for your performers the four of them um do they have similar experiences or has this been because there's a slight competition of course in dance as well but um how did you kind of um uh relate to them about this this atmosphere that you were looking for uh, uh what was important for me is there's um three different things uh, first it's just when you're doing a sport you want to be uh, like you you give what like everything you have so you want to do your best so, but this is um, like even in dance so I think that this is something that was already in them you always want to do your best you want to do better you want to like push your limits so that is something that is part of the dance world or I think it's part of us anyway like everyone is just trying to do their best so um, this is important in the sports actually so I think this uh, is there and the other thing is also the um, the approval of others that is a lot of I think in sports it's important like the audience is important the fans are are important too so you want them to approve and support your success and your fail and all this and this is also part of dance so I think even if they don't have a pass in competitive uh, activities or in sports I think it's this these are two elements that are part of the of the dance um yeah, work. And the other thing is also like the chance that is important in sports. Like sometimes it's just like it's raining or in the, in, or you, you don't like uh, whatever the floor you're going to perform in or you don't like uh, there's like uh, that day you had a bad day and there's always like that element of chance that is uh, important in your success in a competitive event so uh, that I wanted to push a bit further now so like that's why I'm putting like the I don't give them the order of the solo they're going to pass in so just if they pass last it's going to affect the way they're going to perform because they're going to see the three others before them so mm -hmm. this is something that is just yeah I think we have to work a bit more on that because it's not necessarily 
uh, there in dance. There's not that much that uh, that element, I think, in the dance Fairly performance. Fairly controlled the environment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting that you have the performers on stage, uh, just just kind of casually being present for each other's work and, mm -hmm. and, and observing it and also preparing for their own turn. Yeah. And also the fact that we don't have that much time on stage before the actual show and the performance is kind of a good thing because they don't get to be like used by the space that much, the lighting and everything. So it's another kind of a uh, aléatoire or something that we don't control. Like it's element that we don't control. So I think it's a good thing for them just to put a little bit more stress in the per in the performance for them. Yeah. Oh, sure. So we should, we should just skip dress rehearsal then and just go straight to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they would be super happy with that. <laughs> and uh, when you wrapped up the, the presentation at the Fringe Festival, were you already planning on showing the work again and continuing to work on it? Or was this like, were you reopening it when, when uh, you were invited to do uh, Bouge DC? I was planning to do it again and reworked some parts. Like the rhythm is going to change for sure because we don't know the order before the show starts. So that's one thing. And also I added some little choreographic parts that is um, like that are going to be in between. Just yeah, that give a bit more information uh, about the relationship between each of them. And yeah, so it's like a little bit to feed the in between the solos yeah and can you can you give us the name of these uh these four dancers yeah for sure so uh, there's Anne-Fleur de Rochambeau Marine Rixon Marilyn Daou and uh, Liane Thériault so these are four girls that uh finished also from Newcam. Uh, I was I worked with a, a lot with Marilyn uh, Daou before, before, but uh, the three others, it was the first time doing like a choreographic work on them. Yeah. All four are absolutely fascinating to watch on stage. They're, yes, they're they incredible are. performers. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you, do you miss uh, being on stage when you watch them? Uh, no, I don't like to dance in my own project. Like for the collective, it's kind of different because we're all doing everything, so it puts us in another in another like state of creation. But when I do my own creation, I don't want to be on stage. So uh, yeah, but I also have like other dance projects. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Let's talk about some of these other projects, like your collective with Anne Flaw. Um, yeah, tell us about it. Uh, yeah, we started working together in 2013. Um, we wanted to um, question ourselves and worked on how the body and the people adapt to their environment and the the past they had and how they adapted this and how the like the potential of adaptation we have as human beings. Uh, so we did a like the name of the collective is Alt Shift, and we did a piece called. Entrela. So it's kind of a, it's an in-situ creation with the elastic strings that we put all over the, the space. It creates like a web we're playing with. Uh, so it influences like our di uh, directions and the dance and uh, like a bit the, yeah, the process of the piece. It's just like, yeah. 
So it's kind of a fun piece we're doing. We did it at the Cartier Dance Festival and we're also part of the Jouer Dehors uh, program of 2016. So we're working on that to present it. And we also did it with a um, Art Numérique Collective. Uh, it's like computer art, I guess. Um, also, we presented that at L'Espace Cercle Carré. That was like really different, but it was still working with the elastic string, but like the sound and the lights were kind of connected to our movement. And we're going to present that again uh, at the Nuit Blanche in February. Uh, it was fun because it opened up uh, a lot of our thinking of like the creation process because they're really not in the body and we're just in the body most of the time so it was fun to collaborate with them you've hit on this really great formula of putting your work on stage and and learning from that and carrying on like for this piece in particular it sounds like you've had a lot of opportunity to present it and what does each um iteration of it kind of how how what information do you look for when you put it on stage before you, you go back into the studio and continue to work on it? Well, uh, you mean the work we did with the, collect, uh, the collective? I mean, with, with either work, it just sounds like this one would be really rich in that kind of information coming back every time you, you get yeah. to present it in a new space. Yeah, well, especially because in the space where, well, every time we do it, we adapt to a different space so because we don't know where we're going to put the elastic we don't know where exactly where we're going to dance it's not like a theater form performance at all um so what it gives us in like as an information is that we have to really um actually know what are the basics of the piece so we can actually re reproduce the same Uh, thing <laughs> anywhere we're doing it so this is really important so what is like a superficial elements of the piece and what are the basics so we make sure that uh, the audience sees the same thing and the proposal is the same from one place to another uh, yeah so I think this this is what we're working on working on every time we do it it's like It's information about what is really the piece and what is not, what is the environment or what is different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How does that change when you start working with somebody in computer arts and, and collaborating and negotiating your, your um, values in the work and, and what their interests are in the work? Um, I, I actually, it was kind of a Continuous collaboration. We didn't expect to do that, but it's uh, the um, Christiane, the woman from L'Espace Cercle Carré, who had the idea of putting the two collective together. Uh, so I think we started that with a really open state of mind because we didn't know what to expect from the other collective and uh, from there uh, the spirit was really fun and nice because everyone was open to all the ideas so it went really well um it's just the well for me i'm really not a technological person <laughs> so everything was like it, it was really different because like when you want to try something in uh, that is technology you have to wait <laughs> and program it and try like like all the programming takes so much time so in, like we were sometime waiting but like 
the boys were working and we're like what is happening now we're not doing anything but they were like working we're just waiting because for us it's just if you want to start creation you just start moving and it's right now but with the programming like the um, Danny Peru did the light like it took him like two weeks just to program the light the lighting of the show and we're like is he really working but it was just kind of different it's, the rhythm is really different because when the programming is done it's kind of it's done you know they, they have some stuff to do but it's um it's a, a lot more technical I found you are obviously keeping very busy and very active in the, in the dance world, uh, which is something people assume you can't do when you have a little one, but you're managing to do that. Um, so you do have a son now. Uh, who's yes. how old now? He's uh, 16 months, so like uh, almost a year and a half. And how do you negotiate being a mother and being an artist? Mm, <laughs> I think it's... Um I've always like done a lot of things, <laughs> so it's just the um, it adds up you know, <laughs> to everything you want to do. But um, because I'm also like a physical therapist, and it's a way for me to like gain some money <laughs> and live, I think it's easier because I don't have to work a lot of hours uh, as if I was like I don't know like working in a theater for instance that doesn't like really pay too much I have like my job as a physical therapist and I work from home so I can choose my schedule uh, if I have more dense project I work less as a physio or I put my patient elsewhere so it doesn't like um, there's no not much like conflict in my schedule and when there's less dancing, I can work a little bit more. So I think that the fact that I did physical therapy study before really helps for that because it gives me like a stability. And then also like because of like with the schedule of the little one and the little son, I have to I can also like fit um, my activities in the days that he's going to daycare and I try to do that I also have a lot of family we have like a big family on my uh, partner's side and on my side too so they're helping us a lot and but it's just like at, when I was doing the creation for Final Sol, he was about like we we started. He was like lying on his back in the studio and uh, watching Marion's hair flying out everywhere, and he was just laughing. So it was kind of easy to bring him in the studio for the creation. But now it's really impossible. So I have to find pe people to babysit if this like the rehearsal is not in his like um, if he's not at the daycare. But uh, yeah, because he's running everywhere and it's like a lot more attention now. But I think you have to let go also. Just like I can't put as much time in just thinking like of my creation, like as much time in the music and as much time in the like in studio also. So you got to you try to be as efficient as possible when you're doing it and when you're out of it, you try to be as much with your kids. It's just like trying to be as much as possible in what you're doing at that specific moment. Otherwise, like you get crazy just having your brain in different things all the time. Yeah, yeah I think that's solid advice 
regardless of your of the size of your family, that's great. Uh, I did notice that he was also at the the showing of Final Sol with his yeah. oversized uh, earmuffs or mm-hmm. yeah. Little yeah, sound protection. His, yeah, <laughs> that's important for me. <laughs> he has to put it, uh, otherwise I get a bit scared of his like hearing, like capacity when he's gonna be a bit older. Yeah, fair enough. So what's what's next on the horizon for you? You do have this uh, Nuit Blanche show with your collective in February, and of course you have Bouche DC in January. Mm-hmm. And what? Uh, What's uh, that? Afterwards, I think it's gonna be pretty quiet. Uh, we're just gonna try to um, represent uh, Final Sol elsewhere. Uh, I'm also like dancing in a project with uh, Manon Fait la Danse Dance Company of like Manon Aligny. So that is starting back in January also when we have a bit of like we're doing um, some. Uh, workshops with teenagers in high school so that is to be like it's completely different because it's not my creation so it's another way of getting into it <laughs> completely uh, but for my creation uh, yeah we're just gonna try to re- I don't want to get into other stuff because it's really uh, for me it's kind of the challenge right now like when I do a creation I don't want to work on it anymore so then uh, I I feel n- It's not that I don't want to, but I feel it hard to, I find it hard to go back in the studio and work against something that uh, you did already. Like, it's like I just feel like I want to do new stuff and new stuff again and new stuff again. So it's the challenge just to work on uh, building up something a bit more solid and represent it in different, uh, like, di- different opportunity, different festival. And we'll see. Yeah, try to. Okay. to push that just so yeah and I I gotta do it for the dancers too because they put so much energy in it so it's important for me just to keep working and keep going with the same piece give it another life yeah yeah uh, anything else that you'd like to say before we say goodbye uh, come and see the show <laughs> <laughs> the girls are beautiful but not just beautiful but there's They are talented, talented mm-hmm. and very devoted in their work. And uh, it's going to be different than The Fringe. So if you saw The Fringe and you liked it, come and see it again. It's uh, it's going to be a whole different piece with a, l- a lot more stress <laughs> <laughs> for the <laughs> the audience and the girls. So I think it's yeah, I think it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's like adrenaline. Yeah. Not negative stress no. so much. No. <laughs> Great. Positive. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stress. Exactly. So that's going to be playing January 6th, 7th, and 8th in the evening here at Mainline Theatre. So it's a double bill with uh, Catherine Lafleur's Fuck It and Liliane Moussa's Final au Sol, which we've been uh, speaking about today and about Liliane's career as a a choreographer Mm -hmm. and dancer. And uh, it's part of the Bouge DC Festival, which runs from the 6th to the 16th of January. And there's plenty other programming. And we're going to be getting into that in uh, the next couple episodes. So stay tuned. Thank you very much. Thank you.
The Dirty Feet podcast is produced and hosted by Produit et animé par Alison Burns J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paula Flalo to thank Merci pour le soutien Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le mot. Thank you.